This guy speaking on MSNBC sounds outrageous. Let these people understand that they've got skin in this game and they've got and they got we got scared the hell out of them because quite, quite frankly, Nicole, they should be afraid that we're going to lose our democracy. He's talking about January 6th, the riot that the, the the party allowed to get out of hand and probably helped instigate and may have helped plan. So he's talking about that. And in a way, he's also telling a political truth. The party seeks to scare people. The leftist portion of the party seeks to scare us. The right seeks to scare them. That's 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 partly true. But about January 6th, they can't seem to decide whether they want to be scaremongers or tough guys. Giving a tour on any day of the year and a guy stopping and taking a picture of like metal detectors, taking a picture of entries, you know, I'd stop and say, hey, hey. Hey, Inspector Clouseau, put the camera <laughs> down or I'm going to make you eat it. That's his wife laughing there with him. They weren't married when they started the show together. In fact, weren't they married to other people when they started the show together? But they're soulmates and they fell in love. At the center of this is Mitchell McConnell. Mitchell McConnell decided to not accept help, didn't want extra security. He began instantly distributing the lie that it was an insurrection. Mitchell McConnell says he feels exhilarated. This according to a new book coming out by a New York Times reporter called This Will Not Pass. And my friend Wesley Donahue read it, found it very frightening and very convincing because he says it's the most concrete sign that we are in significantly deep trouble, but not according to Mitch. Mitch McConnell saved America. Just ask Mitch McConnell. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. If you're just catching up, Apple has made a change in how the podcasts are numbered. I don't know how consequential this is going to turn out to be. I don't believe it's nefarious. I think that we have been doing this in a way that other podcasters don't. And you may have noticed this past week that some of the podcasts weren't showing up. I really don't think that was nefarious. I would tell you if I thought it was. I think Apple made a mistake. And then I think they came back and really looked at our podcast and said, oh, weird. Okay, so they do an hour one, an hour two. No, we can't have that. They need to be separate podcast numbers. Sounds very much like Apple. All things must be neat and tidy. I am concerned, however, that they have taken a look at our podcast, which would mean that we're now on their map. We should have been anyway given the, uh, the way you guys have jumped into the podcast and the way the Lord has seen fit to bring us together and to grow the cast, they should have been paying attention to it, but now they are. So <laughs> may, may the Lord God protect us uh, from the censor bots at Apple and elsewhere. Although to be frank, Apple's been really good with us, honestly. I don't think they've, they've ever caused a problem. Spotify has been good with us. I think there's been a change there. We may talk about this later this week. I, I think that companies are beginning to catch on to the fact that the sensor animal, the sensor monster never eats enough. You cannot fill its stomach. 
If you work in media and there are speech codes in your business, there's more coming, period. It never goes in the reverse. And if you work in media and there's speech codes and there's things about which you're, you're, you're told not to write, please DM me on Twitter. Most of you who are in media and follow me and your blue checks, you're not allowed to say things and I know it. So please get in touch with me. I'll give you a Proton email address because I'm working on something here. Uh, Julie Kelly wrote this. It escaped my attention. I, it has my attention now as this past weekend, I was paying attention to how the left is positioning January 6th. This is the election for these guys. Um, and they're very serious about turning this into the election. And they're going to keep pounding this drum in hopes that it's going to catch on with someone. This is a political analyst. And by the way, any, you, you're a political analyst. Did you know that? If, if you listen to the show, you're a political analyst. This is MSNBC analyst Cornell Beicher or Belcher um, talking about democracy being at risk. By that, he means, of course, a republic. We're not a democracy. Let these people understand that they've got skin in this game and they've got and they got we got scared the hell out of them because, quite, quite frankly, Nicole, they should be afraid that we're going to lose our democracy. Yeah. And there's a longer clip to this and I was going to play it, but I, I, the guy bores me. I mean, it's you want to hear it? Fine. 2020. Two is going to be the most consequential election of, of, of our time, because as the reporting has showed, you've got hundreds of these 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 people who are literally running on the ideal that I'm going to overturn an election uh, if it doesn't go our way. Yeah. If, Nicole, we have a Republican. Keep it. I think in 2022, we're going to find out whether or not, you know, Ben Franklin's refrain, we're going to answer Ben Franklin's refrain, whether or not we can keep this re this republic. And if Republicans do win this election, to, to Dow's point in 2024, we're going to lose democracy. Can I get it real quick? Because I want to double down on this campaign, this ideal. And it's, it's in campaigns, we have these ideals of, okay, to that that third that Dow's talking about, they got to understand they have skin in the game. And right now, they don't really believe they have skin in the game. That's the point that Dow's making. Campaigns, we got to we've got to give them a reason to feel they have skin in the game that this is important to them that losing democracy is important to them and whether it be not whether or not it be telling women that you know what women you think you're losing your rights now what what do you think is going to happen if we if we don't have democracy you know what African Americans particularly African American men who are showing the lowest motivation to turn out in this midterm you think things are are tough for you right now. What do you think you're going <laughs> to? Let's just get it down to January 6th. He talks about scaring people. And I think he has a favorite phrase. I think he likes skin in the game. Well, why would it be that African-Americans aren't interested in turning out? It's not going to be because of January 6th. That's not going to get him to turn out. And I'll get to this thing Julie Kelly wrote in a second. I realize I'm being a little scatterbrained. That, um, this piece Julie Kelly wrote that escaped my attention. It's about McConnell's exhilarating insurrection. Can't believe I missed this one. We'll get to this in a second. But let's stick in the minds of black people who live in the cities. Let's start with that. Let's say that you live in St. Louis or you live in Minnesota, Minneapolis, and a bunch of uh, white people on Capitol Hill are holding investigations about a bunch of white people on Capitol Hill who broke some doors down and hit some cops. And that's all very ugly. It is hitting cops. That's that's ugly. And those people should be punished. Um, but there was a white woman unarmed, shot by a black cop, murdered, I think. There was a woman beaten to death in the tunnel uh, by cops. And that's never going to, no one's ever going to pay for that. 
they lied and said it was her drugs. No, it wasn't. You, you watch her get beat and tell me that's just the drugs. Maybe she passed out by the drugs. But then again, she'd been taking them her whole life. I found that unlikely that she suddenly overdosed on them. Um, and you're a black person and you live in the cities and you're looking at that going, huh, wow, uh, it's scary. That happens here all the time. You're going to vote, you know, you're going to motivate me to vote based on this? Hey, I'm sorry. Did you happen to notice that our cities were burned to the ground? D did you happen to notice that in Knoxville, we had shoot and move wars between Black Lives Matter Incorporated terrorists and cops that they were full on shoot and move wars where they blew up buildings where there was semi-automatic rifle fire in the streets for a couple of hours? Did you happen to notice that in our cities, it's not at all uncommon to have gunfights? That make the, the Old West appear to be Disneyland? Well, without the pedophiles? And and you put yourself in the head of a, of a let's say you're a, I don't know, 53-year-old black grandpa. And you're going, I am scared to death every time my kids leave the house because of what Democrats have done. And you guys are concerned that some people broke some things and beat up cops. I, you, do, you do not have my attention. Or you live on the southern border. And Biden's support from Hispanics is, is what is it, a third of what it was? You had a Maria Flores win in Southern Texas, the first Mexico-born woman to be elected to the Congress of the United States. And of course, the Mockingbirds do not care because their concern about race is full-on, it's temporal, it's situational, period. So the, the, you, you go to the Southern border towns and you try to get them excited about January 6th. Hey, maybe the maybe the, uh, the 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 brown people. If we can't get the black people, maybe the brown people. And they're going to go. Have you seen the cartels come across the border and kidnap people? Because that happens. Have, have you seen them shooting at DHS agents from across the river? Because that happens. And and the, the smash and grab crews who come in. That happens. And you want us to worry about January 6th. You're high. We're not going to worry about January 6th. And Mika, who I think was married to another person before, and she and Joe figured out that they are soulmates. And so I think one another left each other's wives, and that's, I mean, spouses, and then their soulmates. So now they're married forever, and, and God is very happy, I'm sure. Mika says there is no coverage of Jan 6th on networks like Fox and Newsmax or I guess that on podcasts like this. No coverage of Jan 6th. They refuse to cover this. They don't think it's news. The fact that Trump officials, people close to the president are showing that they thought he was completely detached from reality and they were trying to hold the line while our democracy was being pulled apart. Like this is... Not an argument as to whether or not 
It is the truth being laid out before the eyes of the American people. It's not an argument that this is an important news story that should be covered by legitimate news organization. And yet we have this problem. Um, well, we'll, but, but I just need to correct one thing. Yeah. They know it's the truth. They know it's you the truth. You said they, they don't lying. think it's the truth. No, they know it's the truth. They know their viewers don't want to see the truth. Well, maybe they do. Well, <laughs> they know their viewers based on their market research, Thanks. don't want to see the truth. Okay, so let's get it down to the Fox News audience. Let's do that. Uh, I, I don't watch TV. Uh, obviously, I, I have to for show prep. Uh, look at what Tucker does because it's incredibly important what Tucker does. And from time to time, what Laura does. That's important. And Fox News, the news entity itself is dead to me. Utterly dead. They're, they jumped on Ford, the... The, the fake transgender thing and trans and kids with a, a stupid story about a family who started convincing their daughter that she was a boy when she was born. I, I had no idea how, how sick this was. But I read an extended article about that family that, yeah, they began working on this kid when she was born, trying to convince her that she's a boy. Because apparently this was very, very important to the parents, not the little girl. Oh, yeah, she was saying before she could speak, she was saying that she was a boy. Garbage. Fox promoted that. So the Fox newsroom to me is dead. The shows, Tucker and Laura, very important shows. So, but that's all. So let's talk about the Fox News audience. How are you going to get them interested? Because this is leading up to Mitch McConnell's exhilarating insurrection, which is what Julie Kelly calls it. And she's right to call it that. So there's a, a book called Permanent Coup. Have you seen this book? So this is the book from the same gentleman who wrote the book, uh, The Plot Against the President. And his name is Lee Smith. Powerline blog pointed to an older interview with Lee Smith um, and talking uh, with, uh, with uh, Ellie uh, Coleman. Global perspectives, and there's a link to this in the podcast. So you can podcast notes so you can get the rest of this. So let's talk about the Fox News audience, because Mika says and Joe, Joe Scarborough says that we don't want the truth. That that's what the uh, that's what the research says. That he contends to have the research from Fox News. This gets very close to my point of view on January 6th on why I didn't watch the hearings. And the reason I didn't watch them is number one, I saw that they were being produced by an ABC News producer. I saw that the sound clips were being procured and then curated. I saw that the video clips were being taken down to like 12 seconds in length. And I know that they talked to Trump people like Stephen Miller. I know they talked to him for more than 12 seconds. I know that they talked to Tiffany Trump for more than 24 seconds. You knew that too. When we saw that ABC News, what's his name? Uh, uh, Alex Goldstein is his name who ended up producing this for them. This is Now, this is a television event. Then I saw that they were putting it on prime time. Then I realized, okay, this is, this is a show trial. I'm not going to watch your show trial. I'll read the results of it. I'll look at some of the audio bites. I'll read the testimony, but I'm not going to watch your show trial for you. I also look at Liz Cheney. And I look at uh, Adam Kinzinger and I, and I regard them as two Republicans who simply didn't care about, let's go back to this, black neighborhoods being destroyed. Because Black Lives Matter Incorporated largely destroyed black neighborhoods. They don't care about border towns getting destroyed. In their minds, it's, it's, it's not worth it because the party has to have cheap labor. That's what the party needs. So I look at the personalities involved. 
then I, I would say to the people January 6th, if you want me to pay attention to a riot that you allowed to get out of hand, then go in reverse order here. I will watch you talk about that when you okay a full-on investigation into the hoax kidnapping attempt of Gretchen Whitmer and the degree to which the FBI was involved in that. Or, pardon me, and you start looking at every single FBI official agent boss who was involved in the Russia hoax. And you begin looking at any and all people with the Clinton campaign who are involved with the Russia hoax. And... You admit that Michael Sussman was handed a sweetheart deal by a mobbed up D.C. Uh, jury who cannot see outside of the party because they've been born in it, live in it, coddled by it and suck upon the teat of the party. Not going to get any fair hearing out of that. And, and we can continue to go on. And you come with a full investigation into the group Antifa, which is a group, not just a movement. And you go into a full-on investigation into who's providing the money and the logistical support and the lawyering for Black Lives Matter Incorporated and arming them. And you investigate the legality of Black Lives Matter Incorporated going and getting training from Hamas, a registered terrorist group. And you look at their cash flow. Now you do all those things. And then I might get my way, get my, get my, get, put some time together to watch your show trial about January 6th. Does that get pretty close to where you're at with this? And we'll get to Mitch McConnell's role. So this is Lee Smith talking about his book, Permanent Coup. The Permanent Coup, uh, which came after that, was sort of a continuation of the different operations run against President Trump, which included the uh, impeachment of Donald Trump, which included the um, the the uh, the George Floyd riots, included um, it also included the the way that the COVID regulations were coming down at the time. And of course, it's not to say that these things were false; they were they were real things, but they were instruments that were used against Donald Trump. And the key point is this, it's not just it was Donald Trump, it was also Donald Trump aides and Donald Trump supporters, right? What the book does not include, but what we've seen happen since then is January 6th, which of course has been in the news now that the, uh, now that the January 6th committee is uh, opening up live hearings, right? This, this, is, this is the definition of a show trial. Um, and so the larger purpose then of the permanent coup, as I describe uh, in, in, in the beginning, as I describe in the beginning, it, it's not just a coup against Trump. It's not just a coup against Trump supporters. The point is to undermine the order, the foundations of the United States. And what we've seen even since publication of the book, primarily with the January 6th defendants is we've seen the constitutional order laid to waste. So that's a little bit, I think, of the Fox News viewer point of view. Does it map to you guys? Like in terms of triage, a riot you allowed to get out of hand simply doesn't have my attention. Not until you deal with these things that actually happens at a broad global scale, including a coup attempt a verified coup attempt that rolls on to this day. The um, financial reality is that we are going to see $10 per gallon gas in all likelihood. And you think of driving, like there is, there's a fact about living in rural America, truly. 
I'm starting to think about the amount of driving I do. And secretly between you and me, shh, because sometimes she listens. This might be an opportunity for me to get the motorcycle I've wanted. Because my wife doesn't want me to have a motorcycle. Because she says, not until our daughter's grown up, then you can be a brain donor. Or a heart donor. She, she thinks motorcycles are death sticks. Shh. Any case, there's this thing about the amount of driving we do. So the expenses are going to go up. They're trying to make meat more expensive. Uh, the supply chain stuff, <laughs> come on. Let's, we can pretend all day long that that's not planned, but look at Bill Gates' investments again. Uh, inflation is a massive tax. It's the highest it's been in 41 years. Interest rates have gone up. So all these expenses are adding up incredibly quickly. So here's something that you can do where you can have control. Because it seems out of control, doesn't it? You can have control by getting a free mortgage review right now from American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net to find out if you can save money. And they're saving people up to a thousand bucks per month. And here's the thing about them in addition to saving money is this is a way for you to protect your finances. Say they will review everything about your finances. No obligation, no cost, never an upfront fee. Ever. When they do that, they'll come up with advantages they can give you. They're saving people thousands of dollars a month. Or probably up to a thousand dollars a month. 120 grand in 10 years. 20 years, you're talking about $240,000. And that's just savings. If you invest that money, it could be the difference between being able to retire or not retire. So it's American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. They never, ever charge an upfront fee, ever. You call them, they will give you a free mortgage review. And there's no commissions. And believe it or not, on refinances, they can make a decision in as little as 10 days. Why? Because they're a family-owned national mortgage bank. They can make the decision around the kitchen table and they're open nights and weekends. American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. Or call them at 866-887-2275. That's 866-887-2275 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. So you have the MSNBC take, you have the CNN take, you have the, the Democrat take, you have the party take, and then right at the center of this is Mitchell McConnell, the great rock-ribbed oak of conservatism, the Christian conservative man who saved America. I can't believe I allowed this to escape my attention, but I did. It's by Julie Kelly, who has covered January 6th better than anybody. It's at American Greatness. There's a link to it in the podcast notes. A dirty little secret about January 6th, one of many is that Democrats and establishment Republicans, not Trump supporters, wanted to shut down the official proceedings of that day. To be fair, I think there were Trump supporters who wanted to cut it down, but, but her point is they did too. Um, that is the Democrats and, and the shiny shoes. Just as the first wave of protesters breached the building shortly before 2 p.m., congressional Republicans were poised to present evidence of rampant voting fraud in the 2020 presidential elections. 
election, 10 incumbent and four newly elected Republican senators plan to work with their House colleagues to demand the formation of an audit commission to investigate, quote, irregularities in the 2020 election. Absent an audit, the group of senators, including Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson, pledged to reject the Electoral College results from the disputed states. The Hail Mary effort was doomed to fail, yet the American people would have heard hours of debate um, related to provable election fraud over the course of that day. Now, let's stop there from Julie's piece. Primetime event about Jan 6. What does McConnell have to say about it? Nothing. What does McCarthy have to say about it? Oh, gas prices are high and they're wasting time on January 6th. Rock ribbed, Kevin. Don't go at him so hard. Lay off a little bit. You're punching him too hard. No one opposed the effort to have an election audit more than ex-Senate Majority Leader Mitchell McConnell, Republican, Pharma, pardon me, Kentucky. During a conference call on December 31, McConnell, or, uh, December 31, 2020, McConnell urges Republican Senate colleagues to abandon plans to object to the certification, insisting his vote to certify the 2020 election would be the most consequential I've ever cast in his 36-year Senate career. From the Senate floor on the afternoon of Jan 6, McConnell gave a dramatic speech warning of the dire consequences to the country should Republicans succeed in delaying the vote. He downplayed examples of voting fraud and even mocked that Trump-appointed judges rejected election lawsuits. Let's stop there for a second. Most of the rejections were game-playing. Here's an easily provable game-playing by John Roberts. Question. In the United States of America, what body oversees disputes between people? The ultimate body. So let's start with this. In, in a dispute between people in a courtroom, what part of our electoral system electoral system, oversees that or makes a decision? The judicial, right? So if you sue someone in another state, well, they can't hear that case, right? The Supreme Court says, oh, we can't hear cases in people between two states. No, no, that, that can't happen. Nope, they, they hear it. What if it's one company located in the state of Arizona and another company located in the state of, of, of California and they sue each other. Is it because if they're from separate states, the Supreme Court can't hear that, right? Wrong. So what if Texas and other states sue Georgia and Arizona and Wisconsin? Who would settle that? Nobody. Can't be settled. No, there's no body that can do that. No, no, there's no legitimate body that can look at that case. It can't be done. One group of people doesn't have the right to sue other groups of people if they're states. That's the point of view of John Roberts. That's how they got out of looking at this. Why didn't they want to look at it? Because no judge wanted to touch this. The judges in Wisconsin that touched it and found the illegalities, they can't get get five seconds of airtime. So let's go back to the piece. Julie Kelly's piece. The voters, the courts, uh, McConnell, uh, voters, courts, uh, state, the spoken. Uh, if we overrule them, it would damage our republic forever. Uh, if this election were overturned by mere allegation from losing side, our, our democracy would, 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 would enter death spiral. Okay, Mitch. But allegations remain allegations until they're looked into. When the courts refuse to look at the evidence, 
because these states didn't have standing to sue other states, the allegations remain allegations. And that is another way to enter a death spiral. When we are asked to believe blatant, naked stupidity, such as we can't, we simply can't have a voting day. That's impossible. Even if it's a national holiday, it's impossible. We used to do that. Yeah, but now it's impossible. We used to do that before most people had cars. Yeah, but it's impossible now. We used to do that when people had to walk and ride horses to polling stations. Yeah, but it's impossible now. We have one day's, we have um, Independence Day one day a year and people are able to go out and, and have their recreation. Most people are able to do that. Yeah, but you can't do it with voting. The Super Bowl, when it's a good game and when people used to watch it, because I've been, I will no longer watch the NFL, the Super Bowl could draw 60 million people to sit in front of a TV screen for six hours, pregame, game, postgame, on a single day. Many of them sitting in bars, in restaurants, watching together. Many of them at their friends' houses. Yeah, but that's impossible with voting. It's impossible to get voter ID. It's impossible to pass a law nationwide that, that we will check voter ID. It can't be done. It's impossible to pass a law that the election rolls for federal seats are going to be cleaned up. It's impossible. It can't be done. It's impossible to put rules together for federal elections around mail-in voting. Can't be done. When you ask us to believe these things, Mitchell, anybody who's observed you or your party for the past 38 years while you've been, you've been in this Senate or 36, whatever it is, three decades, almost four, we see that in 15 minutes, you can decide to send $48 billion to Ukraine as a down payment. So you ask us to believe the stupidity and you think that doesn't create a death spiral? Back to Julie Kelly's piece. Roughly six hours later, McConnell got his way, cowed by the large the, the crowd of largely peaceful Americans allowed into the building by Capitol Police. Most Republican senators backed off the audit proposal. McConnell, echoing hyperbolic talking points about an insurrection seated earlier in the day by Democratic lawmakers and the news media, gloated. I, I tried to disrupt our democracy. He declared on the Senate floor after Congress reconvened there at 8 p.m. A failed attempt to obstruct Congress. Uh, failed instruction uh, only underscores how crucial uh, task is uh, for, 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 for our republic. Congress officially certified electoral college results the next day. While he projected a somber tone to the American public, McConnell was privately ecstatic. According to a new book about the 2020 elections. Ecstatic. I'll tell you why Julie Kelly says he was ecstatic in just a second. Mitch McConnell saved America, just ask him. You know what I just ate? Hear this? 
I just went into my wife's uh, collection of soda food. She caught me. She caught me. I stole one of her soda protein bars. That's actually two of them. Why would you do that? You can eat whatever you want. It's good food. I like the soda, weight loss, prepared foods. They're good. Uh, the deal with the prepared foods from Soda Weight Loss, sodaweightloss.com. Here's the science behind this. Because soda stands for state of the art. The science behind providing you the foods is so that you're not hungry. Because when you contact Soda Weight Loss at sodaweightloss.com, they're going to investigate with you. A nutritionist is going to talk with you. Hey, what foods make you extra hungry? What are your cravings? Like if you're hungry and you haven't eaten in a while, do you crave salty things or sweet things or creamy things? If you go to a dessert tray and there's a lemon meringue pie, a chocolate pie, and a banana cream, which one appeals to you? Which one would you, which one for which for which one would you Jones? What time do you wake up? What's your activity level? They're going to ask you all these questions because they're going to custom make a meal plan for you so that you drop unwanted fat. The design of the meal plan is to have you be in a place where you are not hungry. That sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? Well, listen, I've lost 150 pounds of unwanted fat. That's a lot. I invite you, and, and this is, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a fantastic test. Go get a, you can go to any CrossFit gym that's worth its weight, or that's worth, you know, worth its, its name, CrossFit. Go pick up a 60 pound bag of sand and hold it in front of your belly and walk around for a little while. Now imagine two and a half of those on you. That, that's what I had hanging off of me. When I'd previously tried to lose unwanted fat, I went through the hunger game. Hunger games. Ha ha. <laughs> sounded like the Simpsons. Ha ha. That stuff doesn't work. What works is satiating your body and changing the nutritional complexity of what you eat. What am I, what am I missing here? The macronutritional count. Soda are experts at this. They come from a healthcare background. I've seen people take off 150 pounds like I have. My wife is on her 14th straight week. The last time she came in from a weigh-in, she was smirking with glee. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. Mitch McConnell in a new book uh, by Jonathan Martin. Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Martin on, um, uh, it's called This Will Not Pass. Talking about his, uh, uh, his successful effort to stop an election audit. Uh, I feel exhilarated by the fact that this fellow finally uh, uh, totally discredited himself. He's talking here about Trump. So Mitch McConnell feels Donald Trump has finally completely discredited himself. Oh, has he? Huh. I didn't know that. Because I'm watching the rallies. I'm looking at emails where it is either Trump or DeSantis. And right now it's still, this is completely non-scientific. But right now with my audience, it's about um, six out of 10 for President Trump. I saw, I've only seen one poll where DeSantis leads President Trump. So apparently he's not completely discredited. Uh, but January 6th, yeah, but all the other things we've talked about, Mitchell, you. 
are discredited by in, in the minds of a lot of Christian conservatives. You just gave money to the to the teachers unions. So you could make the gun control topic go away. You gave money to a group of people who right now, the Lord Jesus describes them as people who should have millstones put around their neck and be thrown into the ocean, not, not to kill them. Understand something. This is, not, this is not wishing them death. Biblically speaking, the Lord Jesus is speaking out of mercy. Said, if you are putting roadblocks between the little ones and me, it would be better for you to have a millstone be tied around your neck and to be tossed into the ocean than to wait to see what happens to you for divorcing kids from me. That's what the Lord Jesus spoke about. That's, I don't wish death upon these teachers, far from it. But Mitchell, you just gave these teachers unions money. Mitchell, you have nothing to say about the planned destruction of this country. You have nothing to say about ESG. You have nothing to say about the World Economic Forum. You have nothing to say about the forced injections of people. You have nothing to say about people fired for not taking the injections. You have nothing to say about little kids being forced to take them. You have nothing to say about the perverse forced sexualization of our children. You have very little to say about critical race theory. That is teaching racism, which runs absolutely against God's law once again. As so much of what the party does, does. Critical race theory violates God's law that we love our neighbor as ourselves. So he says that Trump put a gun to his head and pulled the trigger. Trump called, McConnell called Trump a despicable person. McConnell reportedly bragged how he crushed the sons of bitches, pardon the language, on January 6th, and promised to do the same to them in 2022 primaries. It was exhilarating for Mitchell McConnell. And Julie Kelly has asked the same question on our show multiple times. Why is it? that Mitch McConnell sat at the center of the group of people in the party who said no to extra security. Why is it? Now you can go through and you can read sober. This is a group. It's called the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. These guys do not say the election was stolen. This is their this is their view on this. The aftermath of the Wisconsin 2020 election has been marked by allegations that it was subject to widespread voter fraud. Concerns have been raised about middle of the night vote dumps, the conduct of election officials in various communities, the widespread adoption of vote by mail and absentee drop boxes, as well as allegations of votes being changed by voting machines. In a Marquette University law poll conducted in 2021, nearly uh, a year after the election, more than 70% of Republicans and 26% of independents reported a lack of confidence that the votes for president were accurately cast and counted in the last year's election. When a large number of voters questioned the authenticity, uh, authenticity of election, their concerns, whether valid or not, need to be addressed. A group of researchers and attorneys at the Institute for Law and Liberty engaged in an in-depth examination of the 2020 election. So what they found, here's their findings. It's almost certain that in Wisconsin 2020 election, the number of votes that did not comply with existing legal requirements exceeded Joe Biden's margin of victory. They come out and say, they, they're not, they don't have proof that it was stolen. But did you hear that? 
It's almost certain that in Wisconsin's 2020 election, the number of votes that did not comply with the existing legal requirements exceeded Joe Biden's margin of victory. It's still not possible to infer fraud solely from these unlawfully cast votes or failures to maintain voter rolls, but the votes, the illegal votes in all likelihood outnumbered the legal votes for Biden. We found no evidence of widespread voting fraud. In all likelihood, more eligible voters cast ballots for Joe Biden than Donald Trump. See the balance here? But you start with the first bullet point. Local practices were not, you know, the first bullet point being that the votes, illegally counted votes, exceeded the margin of victory. But they didn't find any widespread voter fraud. Okay. Local practices were not uniform. In some cases, this may not have followed the law. Voter rolls were not properly maintained. No kidding. Uh, we found that private funding of election operations had a partisan and biased impact. Private grants for election administration from the Center for Technical and Civical Life, that's Zuckerberg's thing and his wife, resulted in an increased turnout in five Wisconsin cities, all voting heavily Democrats. A statistical analysis finds increases in turnout for Democrats, approximately 8,000 votes statewide as a result of the distribution of these grants. And that's that's an illegal donation to the Democrat Party. And Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for giving $32,000 to prison. For giving $32,000 too much dollars to elect Republicans. And Mitchell McConnell's exhilarated because he saved America. The Fox News point of view on this, because we talked about this, you know, at the beginning of the show. The Fox News point of view on this, as I see it from people likely to watch Fox is, you think we're stupid. You think we're a bunch of bumbling fools. And my message to McConnell and to the shiny shoes is as simple as this. You hate us. You hate us. You hate that we think we know your business. You hate that we dare question you. You you do. You hate it. You're of a mind that we'd be better off shutting our traps and letting you take care of the smart work. You're of the mind that the things of D.C. are so complex that us rubes couldn't possibly understand. And I'll refer you to the Ten Commandments. Mitchell. I'll refer you to the Ten Commandments. Because you want to make this difficult? God understood. You want to make it that we rubes can't understand? Well, we can we can go to the Ten Commandments. Well, what the, what could that possibly have to do with this? Well, let's start with this. I'm the Lord thy God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Mitchell, find for me a time on the Senate floor where you're debating things like abortion, things like 
telling little kids they're neither boy nor girl. God created man and woman. Man and woman, he created them in his image. Mitchell, find me a time where you honored the word of God from the Senate floor. One time. Find for me one time where you've recognized that abortion stands against God's law that we not murder. That shall have no other gods before me. Mitchell, find for me the time where you have legitimately said we dishonor God with abortion. Find me a time where you've pointed to Marxism and described it as ungodly because it is, because it is creating a God of government. Find that for me. Find it for me where you talked about the coveting that is part of Marxism and critical race theory. Find that for me. See, you don't. That shall not steal. Mitch, what is it when BlackRock goes to the U.S. Treasury and says, conjure $36 billion, uh, $360 billion for us. Conjure it for us. What is it where pharma takes money for developing a poison, works with you to force people to inject the poison, forces people to take the poison if they want to participate in life, keeps the profits, passes the liability onto us. That's called stealing, Mitch. And you think we're rubes. Well, we can spot the long con. We can look at the comfort in which you land yourself. We can look at the setup that you have for the rest of your life and the rest of your colleagues' lives. And you still think we're stupid. And the real point of Jan 6th, if you still don't get it, Mitchell, and I don't think you do, was a bunch of people watched you allow the game, the, the rules around the election to be changed at midnight. Basically midnight, a couple of months before the election, sometimes 30 days. We watched illegalities. You want widespread vote fraud? Here it is. The Secretary of State of Pennsylvania autocratically changed the rules of the elections. How's that widespread vote fraud? This way, Mitchell. The United States Constitution says that in elections for public office of federal level, federal office, those rules will be made by the state legislatures. Mitch, is the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania is he the legislature? No. That's widespread vote fraud. That's statewide vote fraud, Mitchell. That entire state. The election was illegal in the entire state. That's a stolen election unless you don't want us to play by federal rules. But you just talked about an insurrection. You saved the country from an insurrection. See, Mitch, we're neither stupid nor lazy. 
I hope that we have the Holy Spirit. Because you examine this. This podcast went a direction I didn't want it to go. The state of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is a stolen election, Mitchell. Fact. Stolen. The entire election was illegal. Secretaries of state don't get to change the rules. We're a patient people, Mitchell. We're a patient and loving people, Mitchell. Peaceful. There are those of us who pray daily that the Holy Spirit give us a feeling of peace that surpasses all understanding and to remind us that he's in charge. Because with your attitude and your exhilaration, what you did January 6th, you didn't save America. You filled up a cup of wrath with a bunch of people. I don't know because I can't speak for God Almighty. No one can. Except for the Lord. You're acting like God. Don't criticize you. Except God allows criticism. Don't question you except God allows questions. Psalms is filled with them. I think what you may want to take a moment to consider, Mitch, is biblical history. I beg you, Mitchell, to reread First and Second Kings. Find yourself in that. Find yourself with your votes to hand money to the school bosses. 15 minutes to conjure money for Ukraine when you can't build a border wall here. You're, you're not living up to your pledge to defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. I, I invite you, Mitch, open First and Second Kings and find Mitch McConnell in it. I don't think you will. Because, man, it could be a painful experience. Could also be a life changing one, Mitch. Could be eternity changing. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support, sharing it, using the share button on your app. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And let's all of us take that little lesson I just hope to teach Mitchell McConnell. And let's all of us, as we read the Bible, let's all of us find ourselves in the stories of our predecessors.